1: This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Time Management Masterclass. If you are someone that struggles with procrastination, getting organized, managing all the things on your plate, and find yourself constantly overwhelmed by a growing to-do list, kids, work, then sis, I got you. You need the Time Management Masterclass. I've worked now with over 20 women one-on-one with managing their time management. Many of those ladies were single moms, married, working moms, graduate students, entrepreneurs, and it all came from different struggles and different backgrounds when it came to managing their time. So I took everything I teach my clients and packed it into a 90-minute masterclass that breaks down all of the strategies and tools you need in order to overcome procrastination, getting disciplined, focusing more, and effectively planning your week, and most of all, cutting down distractions. Over 30 plus women have completed this masterclass and said it brought such clarity to their lives and they felt more efficient to tackle their day and week with the tools that I provided them. In this masterclass, you'll also receive a full on companion guide that will walk you through all of the strategies and tools that I use to give my clients so you can be able to see what strategies work best for you. I'm basically giving you a full toolkit that you can leave with to transform your time management. So I'm offering my listeners a discount through this promo using the word podcast to get 10% off the masterclass. So go to roslinrene.comslash shop or scroll up on your phone to see the link in the show notes and you'll get 10% off by using the word podcast. Now let's get to the show. is a Christian podcast. I am your host, Raza Renee. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Welcome back to the September series, Entrepreneurs in Therapy. And I have a amazing guest that you all know and love because I interviewed her this year. Um, And so I am going to be interviewing today a very special, special, special person. Her name is Miss Janae Robertson. She is Phenomenal. So for those of you that don't know, in end of last year, last year, I think it was October-ish, me and Janae met at an event. And her she, she was talking about her story of her therapy experience as well as a previous engagement she had. And I was like so captivated by the story that I had to interview with her. And so we it did an interview, I wanna say it was in November, and it uh, aired in January of this year. And literally, it is one of my top three listen to episodes. Janae has such a phenomenal, phenomenal spirit, and she is just boss, okay? So I'm really excited to interview her today within this series because she is an entrepreneur And she has um, great insight and strategy into how to practically dedicate your business to God, starting an idea, all those types of things. So I'm going to let her give her story today and amazing testimony. I will also link the episode we did together if you're interested in the show notes, because the title of the uh, episode was Obedience Saved My Life. And it was so good. So go ahead, say, hey, sis. Hey, (laughs) y'all. So, Janae, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your businesses?
0: Yes. Yeah, so first of all, I am so excited to be back on the podcast. There were so many of you who listened before and inboxed me and, you know, purchased my book and have given me insight on what has happened since doing that. And so I'm so grateful and honored to um, be on today to talk about the other side of entrepreneurship. And so for those of you who don't know, my name is Janae Robertson. I have a background in communications, branding, marketing, and public relations. Um, I am a preacher uh, I am a what many call prophetess, is um, but I also am an entrepreneur and have kind of dived into this segment of entrepreneurship while still working a nine to five job as well. Um, And so with my business, I not only do life coaching, spiritual coaching, but I also do strategy calls where I help entrepreneurs or those who want to get into their business, find out what they want to do and develop that idea. I also help people with their purpose, you know, because sometimes we're like, okay, I'm on this earth, but I feel like I don't have a purpose. And so I help people understand that if you are here, you have a purpose and that we need to dive into your purpose purpose versus your passion Um, and then also I have a publishing company my publishing company is awaken you publishing I design and I publish journals books um, for many different authors planners and I also now am extending that into printing and so I'm so thankful and so excited to be able to help so many entrepreneurs get out of the boat and launch into the the deep where God has called them to oh girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: he's busy, he's real busy.
0: Busy. <laughs> One of her like amazing
1: products that she recently uh, developed was the Pursuit uh, Bible. It's like a Bible journal.
0: Yes, yeah, a Bible study journal. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that is, I thought that was brilliant when I saw that.
0: Thank like, you. Super, super good.
1: Okay, so let's get into it. So I want you to start by kind of just talking about what got you started and what has your entrepreneurship process been like
0: definitely so um i always been very creative in mind i used to always my mom would tell people you know she would just be in her room with the door closed just creating stuff and but i've never had a blueprint for that because there was no one in my family outside of my grandfather who owned a car wash back in the day and so um i just remember in 2016 i had a t-shirt idea and the t-shirt idea was bruh you pray right first Thessalonians and it was just like bruh you pray and that was just the whole um the idea was based off of making sure that whatever are you doing like did you pray about it did you seek God about it and I launched that shirt and I did not know how successful that would be I remember putting up this um free website I remember like doing research and that was the product that got me on my current journey I mean creating and pushing out products Um, and then in 2017 I started writing my first book um, the autopsy the spiritual autopsy of a backslider and from there the Lord showed me like hey you're going to be publishing books like you're not going to go through a publisher you are going to help people publish their books their journals their planners and so from there I went ahead and did that because I'm a website designer as well and I was able to pretty much do everything that I needed for myself and after that you know people started coming to me and people would prophetically be like the Lord wants me To come to you for coaching. I don't know why. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why either, but let's just pray about it and see. And from there, God just showed me, like, hey, I've called you to this thing. And He's legit giving me strategies every step of the way, insight every step of the way. And I've just taken myself out of it where um, I would allow fear or competition or um, this imposter spirit to feel like I don't know what I'm doing to stop me. And I've just trusted God in the whole process. And it has been phenomenal and amazing. Girl, you said so much there.
1: <laughs> you said a lot there. I want to pull out one thing you said, um, especially as we're going to talk about dedicating your business to God, but not to hop in too early, was you said that God gave, gave you strategy. Yes. And I think that, especially in this time, we see people who are business owners, we see entrepreneurship being kind of a a thing to go into a trend or something you should do. And we, get, we have business ideas, but we don't understand how much strategy goes into starting a business and starting a business and sustaining it so kind of in keeping that as an idea talk about some of the things that were challenging to you when you first started
0: I think for me I am a hands-on person and so when it came to okay I have this product how do I get it out what is the best way to get it out I made a lot of mistakes and challenges when it came to and spent a lot of money on like shipping and um, making sure that you know I had the right brand and the right um, product but also it was very challenging to find people who were willing to kind of pour into you and help you in a sense as well Mm -hmm. and so I felt like that I had to do a lot of research um, based on YouTube and Google and honestly just uh, trying it out and making the mistakes and then learning how to pivot and maneuver around that And so I think the challenges were um, number one that, but then also a challenge that a lot of people don't understand is who my audience was, and expecting Mm -hmm. that those who were close to me were going to automatically support me. I think that was the biggest hump that I had to get over. Definitely was the support.
1: Yep. Yeah, because everybody supports differently. Like, girl, yes. One of my best friends, we've known each other since we we had pigtails. She has a jewelry boutique. And mm-hmm. I'm not a big jewelry wearer. And right. I told her very early on, like, girl, I'm not going to really buy a bunch of jewelry. Best friend, known her forever. But my way of supporting in her business is helping her strategize. It's helping her figure out like how to launch something or yeah. out how to do those things because that was the area that I feel like I could help in. But figuring out how to support or figuring out how other people support was really hard because- you are basically like launching to a cold market of people and your right. market, which is like the people, you know, may or may not buy. And like launching to a cold market is like one scary, but two yes. also figuring out your audience. So like, how did you figure out that cold market audience?
0: For me, literally just pushing the product out. And then those who who wanted it or who who needed it they were the ones that bought it and it was really surprising i was honestly shocked by the number of people who i barely knew or so much was just on social media and facebook that i barely knew and it worked like they needed it and they continued and people bought book orders and even now um i because i am in marketing i do a lot of facebook ads and that's one way that i find my cold market um i may advertise to some people that I know but then there's times I'm like no I want to advertise to a new group of people you know and so I think figuring out your audience is first um, getting out of yourself trying to be so perfect that you don't never launch and you just Mm -hmm. go ahead and launch it When you feel like that you have it and you've been doing the work and then from there, you will find who your audience is, you know, and you know, do research. A lot of times people don't want to research. We look at what we think, you know, what someone in the same audience or category of us is doing not understanding their backside. They did research. I'm telling you, you know, so you have to do research on who are my people. What is the persona of my people? What is the makeup? What do my people do? Where are my people on? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Do they even have social media? You know, everybody's audience is not on social media and so you cannot um, you cannot limit yourself to just social media alone you have to figure out okay if I'm trying to market to a mother what does that mother like she can't just be a black mother what does she like to do does she like to go to the grocery store does she like to do this and then from there that's how you target and you figure out how to you know, say particular things that's going to um, get to your pain point of your audience, too. And so yeah. I think you have to really take a moment and map out. Okay, if I wanted the ideal um, audience or person. What does that person look like. And sure. that helps a lot. Girl, that's so good.
1: Yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because I think um, in briefing backstory on me when I started my podcast. I didn't know who my audience was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who they primarily, like where they were going to be at. I just knew, hey, I'm going to do a podcast. Well, also too, what I have learned is not everybody listens to podcasts. Right. Not everybody mm-hmm. listens to something every week or listens to something audible. Most of my audience I cater to is on Instagram. They like visuals. Mm-hmm. They like to see you. They like to get, they like to talk to you. So even those people who may not necessarily listen to my podcast, they follow me on social media and watch a live I do. Right. They may watch an IGTV that I may post. And so that has given when you, I I always say pick one to two platforms that you can share your free content on.
0: Mm -hmm. Like
1: some people love Facebook and share on Facebook. I don't like to share on Facebook because I like to keep Facebook personal for friends. (laughs) That's not where I promote my business and and i'll say this too it takes time to figure out your audience it does i think we have very unique specific things like you have a very unique business in printing and publishing that's a very unique market yes and being able to know that what i do and what i serve is unique i talk about mental health and god so a lot of my audience is faith-based a lot of my audience is women most of the people that listen to me are women. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really like talking to a lot of guys, even if guys listen to what I talk about. Mm
0: -hmm. But most
1: of my words and what I say is like sis or (laughs) all these things, because it is like you said, very important to know how you talk to your audience. Yeah, Most of them are black women. So I think finding your audience in the beginning as you're doing entrepreneurship or pursuing your business idea It's something you find along the way. I don't think you need to try to figure it out all at once, like Janae said, and try to get this perfectionism mindset, because that only stifles you. It only makes you want to pursue the things that you need to do. So yeah, so okay, so let's kind of switch gears and go into a little bit about your therapy experience. So when we first interviewed you were kind of going through your therapy experience um, Mm -hmm. Going through a breakup and so you can talk a little bit about that But what has your experience been like now?
0: Definitely. So when we talked last I was I think on year so I ended a broken engagement in August 2018 and so you know I was a year in or so in some months and the therapy experience at that time was trying to get over you know the mindsets and different things and uh, thought processes now in therapy it has shifted because now I'm you know healed or you know um, at a place in healing where the breakup is not necessarily um, the target anymore or my heart necessarily but One of the things when it came to business was like I was talking about the imposter syndrome. And I think that's a lot of things that people saying with the imposter syndrome you're like what that pretty much says is i have not necessarily been in this long enough or in this industry long enough there are people who have been in it longer longer than i have so what makes me think that i can start selling lashes or that i can start selling hair extensions or i can do a podcast because i feel like that i legit don't have the credentials or the uh the degrees to do it but one thing that my therapist always talks about is you know being that you are a christian that you have something that other people who are not christians has number one you have god and the god that you have is a god who is full of wisdom right and is full of strategies and i can go to him and be like look dude i don't know what i'm doing so i need you to help me maneuver along the way and so with therapy i had to deal with my mindset as a business owner and i couldn't just speak that i'm gonna be a millionaire without really believing and thinking and so i dealt with the concept yeah because sometimes we're like oh i'm gonna be a millionaire boss baby and it's like Okay, you're saying that, but your words are not at all clicking with what it is that you really, really believe about yourself. And so if you're saying it and you don't believe it, then what is that that's really making you feel like that you can't do that. Um, And so I think for me, therapy helped with that, but it also dealt with um, your soul. And I think a lot of people have failure in business for not only because people don't uh, support you by times we're healed in certain areas, then I think your therapy and your business will be so much more because you're able to deal with the trauma. So yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. Ooh, that's yeah.
1: really good. That, <laughs> and I think that was the part when I did this series, I really want to address because I think we don't recognize how much when you are in business one, everything about yourself comes to the forefront.
0: Yes. All
1: your fears, all your feelings of rejection, mm-hmm. all your feelings of I'm not able to not feeling worthy what you talked about being an imposter syndrome yeah have these thoughts that who am I to start this yeah or I'm not fully healed or I'm not fully at this place why would God call me to do this or or some or people literally I'll put a putting a product out or something and, and telling yourself people aren't going to buy this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, People aren't going to listen to this. People yeah, aren't going to like this. And and like you said, we desire this space of financial gain and wealth and prosperity, but our words towards ourselves and our purposes are so negative. Yes, we don't recognize we're looking at these things with a desire, but our lens is like full of trauma. Yeah, like if we don't, if we have struggled with rejection. You put something out and somebody like doesn't buy it, you'll immediately feel like, what did I do wrong? I'm yep. not equipped for this. I'm not able to do this. Well, maybe there was a marketing strategy that needed to be put in place. Maybe there was a launch plan that needed to be put into place. Maybe you need to test the product out more Right. To see if this is something your audience even needs. Like there are so many more things that go into it, but it's an internal thing to even desire to want to put some stuff out like
0: that. Yeah, definitely. And I think even when you talk about rejection, a lot of times you reject yourself before you allow somebody else to reject you. Oh, okay. And and so when you do that, you don't even yeah. give other people a chance because <laughs> you rejected yourself first, you know? Yeah. And,
1: and, and it and it becomes a thing, like you said, your mindset shift Mm -hmm. It happens when you, when you are stepping into this space has to change. Yeah. It takes time because sometimes you, even as you gain more money, even as you have more money coming in, that's a mindset shift. Yeah, it is. You have to figuring out how am I going to steward this money? What, what best investments do I need Mm -hmm. to put it towards like all of these things? So there's always this mindset shift, but the first place is always starting to be able to even get to that
0: place. We Get want to that place, yeah. Goal,
1: but not the starting point.
0: Yeah. And I think that one of the things that God always keeps at the forefront of me is not only keeping Him at the forefront, but also my why. Um, I think sometimes we can do things out of bad motives. Or, um, and especially if you always want to do something just to get a quick dollar, then you won't last very long at all. all. If it's not for your passion, if it's not because, you know, the Lord has showed you to do it or you feel that this is what you need to do, um, I think that you have to go back and be like, okay like what is my why because the why also would be the thing that keeps you doing it when you don't feel like when nobody else is supporting when they're not liking a post that why is like okay all right all right fam like let's take a step back and realize why did you start this in the first place you know what is it that you have what kind of generational um um blessings are you trying to get and what kind of generational curses are you trying to break like remember your why because you're going to have trying times as an entrepreneur let me tell you half of these people that's posting stuff on instagram and facebook that's smiling all the time that is not how they are 24 7 i will tell you that Okay, that's not how they are. And it's like, we have to be honest about that there are going to be times that you will cry while you're sealing an envelope to send out, you know, because you feel like that you put all of your marketing tools into this. You done hired a coach for this and then you still are not seeing what you need to. And so you're going to have to have a good prayer life, a good relationship with the Lord. And you're going to have to remember your why because you're going to have some trying times. Um, and that's every entrepreneur, but you only see the high I like real so in your mind you're the only one that's going through it lord why didn't they have to go through this they did they just didn't show you right so i think you have to keep your why and make sure that you're not doing it out of false motives Girl, and so bad good. motives Definitely yeah
1: good. and i'll even give a step further with that we have to also know that the process is part of god defining our character yes like even now if god told me and i said this like the other day on the igt on an IG live, I said, if God told me when I first started the podcast, hey, I want you to start a podcast and thousands of people are gonna listen to it monthly, mm-hmm. I would have, Janae ran <laughs> the to Timbuktu, told him, I don't know who you talking to. Listen. And don't come for me because I'm not coming for you, okay? Yeah. Because yeah. Rosalind, almost two years ago, was extremely insecure, extremely felt like she wasn't worthy of being called felt as though what are people going to listen to me that I have to say right I don't even have a testimony that's worth being put out I don't know anything Lord all these negative feelings that we want to see the end goal that God has for us and we have like sometimes he'll give you glimpses and you're like okay okay I see that that's still like a little bit but who I am now is one that understands what i'm doing i understand yeah. my assignment and my calling in doing this and i don't run because one i understand god is the one that i'm doing this for i do yes. it for an audience of one and if it's for the audience of one he brings the blessing of the people. that's it that's i don't it. have to be i don't have to feel confined by what people desire out of me i put boundaries up I don't yeah talk about my business on instagram but but like i was saying to the girls the other day i was like if who i was if if seven thousand people that listen a month was trying to talk to me i would all oh, yeah i would have my personal number y'all yeah i would be on the phone crying what you see but that's not when you elevate you have to have a different character
0: yes you and do. knowing
1: that there's a level of responsibility but also too in the process your character is being refined so be yeah. okay with the fact that if right now you're afraid that's going to be refined through trial and error as, mm-hmm. as you go
0: yeah yeah definitely and i think that even when it comes to character you need to figure out okay if i was my customer how would i want to be treated Girl. how would I want to and I think we don't look at that you know a lot of times people are like oh my gosh like I love your packaging why because I think about how I have been dealt with when I was on the other side as a customer you know I liked how they did this or I did not like the response time or the negativity or the attitude you know and so in that don't pray for something that you are not willing to prepare for mm-hmm. don't pray for something that you are not willing to steward well and with excellence I think everything that we need to do we need to do it with excellence especially if you are a christian entrepreneur and you're placing god's name on it you know a lot of people saying god is my ceo doesn't even know him have a relationship with him it's just a cute little tag on a bag you know so like don't be one of those people baby, <laughs> don't be one of those like people, people.
1: Swinging Listen, baby, okay? <laughs> because listen it, it, okay so like let's go into that then so for you what does it mean to dedicate your business to god
0: For me, dedicating my business to God is he is at the forefront. And so when I mean the forefront, I'm not doing anything until I feel like that I legit, Um, have sought the Lord about it, prayed about it. If I need to fast about it, I will do it. And until I feel like I get the green light or I hear from the Holy Spirit or he sends somebody or a message some way, um, I'm not going to do it because I think a lot of times we get into situations and we say, oh, God told me to do it. And we have not consulted him on it. We have not allowed him to counsel us on it. And that is a crutch for at least I have somebody to push this back on in case it does not work. So if it does not work then I'm gonna blame it on God because he told me to do it and God is probably like bruh I ain't even I ain't talking to you in six months. I don't even know what you're talking about, right? Like, sis. So I think for me, it is legit making sure that God is, you know, in the uh, whole details. Like I talk to God, like, okay, so I have this I have this journal coming out or I have this, like, what do you think about this? Like, yeah, you know, like I, I make sure that he is at the forefront and I make sure that how I do my business, it lines up with even his character. You know, how I do it out of love and making sure that it's um, not chaotic and i make sure that if it does get that way that i stop i pause because that god is not a god of chaos so there is nothing that i should be producing that is chaotic you know um and so not to say that it won't be stressful because sometimes we can bring that on ourselves and that's just life in general um but i think for me i line it up with his principles as well because as a christian i want to represent him and make him famous in the earth as well right so I think that yeah. is making sure that I'm following his principles and just keeping him at the forefront of that. Yeah. So good.
1: Okay, so talk about that
0: practically.
1: Like mm-hmm. what does that look like practically in yes. making God the CEO?
0: yeah so I think practically for me is making sure that I carve out time not just affirmations like oh God is my CEO but I have a relationship with him and so a lot of times you can't hear from him if you're not positioning yourself to hear from him so I don't care if that's your five o'clock prayer like for me mine is at 545 every morning unless he switches my time and so I go in and with prayer for me it's a two-way communication and so I don't just go in with all these ideas and dump it and then leave I go in and before I sometimes present an idea, I just sit there quietly because God has an opinion about everything that concerns us. Like he has an opinion about it and you may not hear him in an audible voice. Many of us do not, but it's that still small voice, what you think is your conscious and it's like, okay, like not right now. Um, and, And I make time for that. So I make time to, you know, study his word because in his word, you will find strategies. In his word, you will find principles. In prayer, you will, right? And so for me, I just make sure that I carve out that time with God. I make sure that if somebody comes with me with a business idea that I don't just automatically say yes, especially if I do not have that, relationship and partnership with them um, I'd say and let me pray about it or I'll get back to you even if you don't want to say pray about it and I legit go and if I don't hear anything or if I don't feel a tug that I won't do it and uh, because it's more about money to me Um, I think that if I'm putting my name on it that means I'm putting God's name on it too Um, so just kind of carving at that time with him um, and also making sure that Um, That whenever you go into partnerships and things, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about this, but that it is with your values and with your core and that you're not just doing something for a quick dollar or to get on a platform, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right there is a whole word. Yeah. Okay. Okay, hold on, because I got to gather my edges. Your value system is so important. And and I and I this is something I teach to my time management clients because they don't know how much their values are and how mm-hmm. much it impacts their work. Yeah. So a lot of like my core values stem from self-awareness, obedience, honesty. Like mm-hmm. I need to be able to trust. And if I feel like for any reason I'm getting a runaround, I don't want to do it. It's a no. And yeah. it, and it, and it impacts the way you function in your business, but also too, because my value point is trust. I mean, it's honesty. I have to give that to my audience. Like yeah. I can't even function in a place where I'm not, if if I've messed up, I'm bringing that to you saying, I'm sorry, I made this mistake. And yes. You have to be that way when you are functioning in that space, because there's a lot of coaches, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people out here that will say these promises but then won't give it yeah you have to really be aware of what you need don't feel like you have to rush into an investment exactly yeah steady with something watch people's character watch what they do every day watch their results because those things really really give you an eye but also take those things to the father Mm -hmm. like we don't value taking it back to him and asking him the question. Cause I made a business investment earlier this year and I bought it off of a whim. It was like a $500 program. And I remember when I made the, I watched the girls webinar, made the investment. I was like, I don't feel good about this. Mm. I don't feel good about this in my spirit. It was like a heaviness and more so what I was really putting into my mind was God, everything she's talking about, I know. Everything she's talking about, I'm already aware of. You're just putting it out to me plainly, so on and so forth. And what he showed me was that you put, Holy Spirit had been showing you all this, this. You didn't need all that. You just needed to listen to me and trust me as I'm guiding you. You That's good. All this money. But all the stuff that she's saying, he was showing me. And I was like, why is Holy Spirit highlighting all this to me? And it was just put into a nice package yes. that I thought was going to bring me, oh, more clients, all this kind of stuff. And luckily, praise God, I ended up getting my money back. But that could have been a $500 loss. Yeah. And so insane that to say, when I've made investments now, I'm very particular about who I make investments with. I watch them. I yeah. go to God. I'm like, Bring it to me in my spirit if it's meant for me to do. Give me a yes or no. But more importantly, I'm making sure that the the business decisions I do, he's in the forefront. Because yeah, the value, like you said, is so important.
0: Definitely. And I think that that starts with the trust factor, too. What I found a lot of times is we don't trust God because... We don't look at him as our father, as the best leader. And that, again, goes back to therapy, because you have to first deal with the trust factor of those who may have let you down in your own life, because if you don't, you will always look like the God is just another person who's going to do the same thing. And so if you feel like that, then you're not going to trust him with your baby, with your idea, with your dreams, with your vision. And until you deal with the trust factor on that, then that's when you can go. It's almost like even in the Bible, when it was talking about the guy who had um left his uh, talents with the three people and um Five of them went to, uh, they went and they invested and they got interest on it. The other one uh, had two and he got double. The other one had one and he buried it. Why? Because he was so scared. He didn't trust himself and he probably didn't trust the owner either. So it's like, what are you burying or what are you hiding or what are you keeping to yourself that you're not giving to God and being like, okay, can you give me some guidance on this? So deal with the trust factor on that. Not only can God trust you, but can you trust God? Because that's going to be a very big indicator on how your business goes especially when you're trying to do it alongside with god
1: girl let me let me flip that back to you because god gave this to me and this is why when we were talking about seeking god and putting time in with him god has been showing me the bible is full of business strategy
0: yes
1: full so let me tell you how he gave it to me (laughs) literally how investment basically one Mm -hmm. thing a couple things from that that one little parable one he said you're my investment Yes. Just as much as people invest money in the stock market, they look at it every day. They see how it's doing. They're making sure that it's growing. They're making sure that it's getting its dividends. They do all that. I, If you're my investment and I put all this in you, in your life when you were born, what makes you think I would not protect my investment? Come on what here. What makes you think that I would not want you to be the best investment possible to know that I'm going to get a return? What we do in the earth for the Lord when we speak his name and make him famous, that is an investment into that's the an investment. kingdom because yeah. what happens is lives are changed, people become saved, people start seeking um, seeking the face of the father, which is what he wants in general. And yeah. That's the yeah. mission, to go share the good news, to go tell the other people. So why would God not protect his investment? That's second it. thing I got from that, because he gave it to me, girl. He listen. Good. So the second thing was that when, when the pair, the um person with the one talents, he said, "I knew you were, you were like hard."
0: I yeah. Knew.
1: And so it it came to my mind, like he perceived God as a punisher. Yeah. Yep. You perceive God as if I step out and do this, it's not going to be perfect. God's going to be angry with me. Yeah. And so then we don't even try. You don't even take the step because you're operating in perfectionism and operating in a place of you're going to be punished if you make, if you have a learning, I call mistakes learning opportunities. If, yeah. you, have, if you make a mistake, quote unquote, you feel like you're going to be punished. But God, but what happened? The, the guy came back to him and said, you could have went and put it in the bank. Yeah. And I would have got something. It says, get away from me. Like yeah. you, you have not protected God's investment. So if right. God is giving you an investment of an idea and you don't do anything with that, you're burying it out of perfectionism, feeling like he's going to punish you. And like yeah. you said, it goes back to therapy. You have to deal with the way you look at God. Yes. And deal with the way you perceive him. Because if he's CEO and I'm scared of my CEO, I'm going to always be putting myself in a box to do what I think my CEO wants to do instead of the freedom that we get from God being the CEO of having these great ideas and trying them and doing them.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I definitely think that goes back to understanding that there is grace. You know, a lot of times we deal with, I think a, um, a religious or a law based, um, relationship. And God is a God of grace. And the Bible talks about that the steps of a good man are ordered. Well, you haven't even taken any steps. (laughs) (laughs) So so sometimes God is like don't ask me for new instructions when you have not obeyed the last instructions I gave you so don't ask me for new strategies when i already gave you strategies before you went and you signed up for that 500 course you about to get the same thing that i just told you that you have in your prayer journal and now you about to be mad but for what though for why and so it's like you have to trust god sometimes he just wants you to go with the first set of instructions maybe he told you to launch your website do that first and maybe the next step of instructions will come but your obedience is going to be the currency to your business like obedience and relationships is a currency yeah. to the kingdom already yeah. so your obedience is is going to be the currency for them. Obey, oh, so, yeah.
1: But <laughs> obedience is the currency, girl. Girl, my God. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> it, Janae. Yeah, edges ain't existing right now. Okay, like <laughs> your obedience, and that's where I get into. Like when people talk about qualifications, like guys not looking for qualifications,
0: no. For mm-hmm. Obedience.
1: Perfect example. Another business strategy in the Bible talk about this all the time when god called moses this is oh, what God was showing me about business he said to him i have heard the oppression of my people this is in exodus 3 couple mm-hmm. a couple verses back exodus 2 the last set of scripture it was talking about how the egyptians were crying out to god in oppression and yeah that he god heard their oppression had heard their cries so what did god do He said, I need to get someone to solve this problem. Called, came to Moses and said, I've heard the cries of my people. Yes. They're being oppressed by the Egyptians. And I'm paraphrasing, but long story short, I'm sending you to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. So literally what God was saying was there's a problem in the earth. I need somebody to solve. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pr- issue where people are oppressed in some way, shape, or form to be taken advantage of by all these other entrepreneurs and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And I'm sending my kingdom minded child to go send them to go solve a problem. That's all business is, is That's business. solving a problem. Yeah. And so in that, I was going to say that don't feel Moses wasn't feeling qualified yeah wasn't calling him to be qualified he had listed out to god all these things that that literally made him unqualified to yes the job that god said and god wasn't looking that. he just literally said all i want is your obedience yep all he that's it moses obedience yeah so you're thinking i don't have the next test i don't have the next." many times there are times too where god will call you and do something and you have no context
0: none no blueprint and you will be the first one you like I don't even see this nowhere you won't be able to find it on YouTube or nothing because he's called you you are I always say I'm a certified problem solver period like I am called to solve problems I am a solutionist and so you cannot say well I ain't got the blueprint let me find somebody who does it first and it's like no like you I'm calling you for a reason and a lot of times when it comes to the faith that's what makes it faith it may not be logical you may not be able to make it make sense but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen and so you may not be able to see it but you're like okay god i trust you right this is out of my scope but it's so much in your scope right like you're calling me to it but it's not new to you even with the pandemic you, it was it was a surprise to us but it didn't catch god off of guard you know this is absolutely nothing to him same thing as your business is absolutely nothing to god like he can make out of something so don't think about your skill set i don't care if you don't have a college degree do you know how many millionaires with no college degrees right do you know how many people who started in garages come on amazon right like you have to figure out, okay, I may not have all the resources. I may not have all the skills, but you are a provider, right? So I I lack absolutely nothing in any area of my life because you are my shepherd and I shall not want. Like so I don't want for anything, right? And so, like yeah, I lack like absolutely nothing. And so you have to trust god that every resource every skill every client um that he that you as long as you do your job and that's another thing oh i'm waiting do, on god work do the work do baby you do is not waiting work. on god do the work <laughs> yeah do, do the work, do the work sis. and yeah and
1: give you and even to take that a step further if you had the context if you had the blueprint would you still then do something
0: no Mm-mm. would you
1: would you say yes to the yes that you know you need to
0: yep would
1: you go after it regardless if you had the context
0: or the support
1: or because most god didn't tell moses all the stuff moses when he didn't tell him you was gonna write the ten commandments he didn't tell him you was gonna part the red sea he didn't tell him none of that he none. said here's step one and this is what's gonna happen yeah and the beautiful thing about moses is every time pharaoh said no i'm not letting him go moses went back to god and said what's going on this is what you said yep okay, this this is what you said was going to happen. This is what I need to do. This is what I'm doing. Like what's going on? And and we have to get into that place of, especially in entrepreneurship, that when God doesn't answer the question the first time to go back to ask him. Yeah. This many times, many times I've been like, Lord, I don't understand this. Can you please help me understand? Cause this is what you've told me, but Mm -hmm. I don't see this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And don't be so caught up in having to make it look so good. So if God gives you one answer and it's like, I really could do this a whole nother way. Trust what God gives you or trust when he sends somebody to you with a strategy or somebody like legit. I've had people who were like, I don't know what you're doing, but I see the Lord said that you're going to do this you're going to do this and I'm like, what and it was bigger than me but I trusted God and so you have to trust and even another Bible study when we're talking about business strategy is Nehemiah when he goes and mm-hmm. to build the wall he has so much opposition he had people trying to get him to come down off the wall and he's like no I have work to do I cannot come down I cannot come down off of my project even if you are saying that it will not work I cannot come off of my project or my business idea even if you are not supporting and that's again when we're going back to therapy if you don't deal with that rejection that anytime somebody does not applaud for you or you get so caught up with the applauses of people when they are quiet then you will back down or you are quit because they used to applaud for me they used to share my stuff but now it's silent now it's crickets so you have to become so confident in what it is that you are doing that you say you know what I don't care what it looks like I don't care what it even looks like that I can't even see right even if I feel like I don't even uh can trace God I trust him enough to know like like he has my back on this so you have to make sure that you don't allow yourself to stop doing because stuff doesn't look like it should based on what your limited mindset says that it should girl yeah
1: oh so good okay so in thinking of that um i want to switch gears and go into some of these specific questions that i have people send me okay um and these are questions that I, I asked the audience, just like, let me know if you want to um, what what you want to know. And mm-hmm. I thought these were really good and I definitely wanted to ask you. So the first question is, which is so good, Janae. I'm sorry. This is a great <laughs> question. How do you ask God to give you an increase and not seem to come off as being ungrateful?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think I've dealt with that before. Um, and I made sure that before I asked for an increase, that I legit steward what I currently have now. Um, I think we asked God for an increase of money, of clients, of whatnot. And one thing that God showed me um, years ago was, okay, Janae, you don't need more money. You just need to know how to manage and steward what it is that you have. Because if I give you more money and you don't have the management skills, if I give you more clients and you don't have the time management skills, then you are going to drop those things. You're gonna forfeit them and you're gonna mess it up. So I think that if you're gonna ask for an increase um, and not you know, feel guilty about it or whatnot, just make sure that you can handle the increase. Make sure that you are prepared for the increase in whatever, whether it be money, whether it be more clients, whether it be like more more time because a lot of time many of us we ask god god i want to spend more time with you right that's what you said off of your lips so god i want to work on my business then the pandemic came and he's like okay bet here is the more time you can spend with me you can work on your business and here we are in august and you haven't done any of that so don't ask for the increase if you are not willing to get the get the responsibility for the increase because we want the benefits without the responsibility and it just does not work that way yeah so good.
1: Okay. So yeah. even talk about the mindset of increase. Yeah. Because that's a whole thing, sis. Like I'll give you my little briefing. Mm-hmm. So, so I used to, so my perspective of increase and, and business was there, was wrapped in trauma.
0: Yeah. So
1: my parents were millionaires when I was growing up, they owned a business mm-hmm. they squandered it um, and kept God in the forefront in the beginning. So he brought blessing, which was, yeah. why I believe they were able to make the money they were able to make. But in the interim of that, when they got the money, it was squandered. So kind of like you said, am I stewarding? Well, what I already have. Yes. So my idea of comfortability, nice lifestyle was like, Oh, if I pursue this, God's going to take it away. Like mm-hmm. it's not gonna wow. He's going to happen. It's going to be, my life and my marriage, all that stuff is going to be in jeopardy because of that. So asking God for increase almost felt like I would be scared to ask him for that because I didn't feel worthy enough. Yeah. And I also didn't feel like he would give me the things I need to be able to steward it well. And so even asking for more, asking for more clients, asking for mm-hmm. more customers, one of the things I recognize God did very much so at the top of the year was take care of your back end of your business. Do you have an appointment system set up? Do you have a business account? Do you currently pay the money? Do you have a bookkeeping system to track your taxes and your expenses and your profit and all those things? And what happened was when those things were taken care of, I was able to see my money, but also what I also recognized was like, okay, God, I'm in the place now to ask you for more, but I'm scared to ask you for more. Cause I feel like more is going to come with a bunch of more responsibilities, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Also like feeling okay with saying, God, I want to make $7,000 this month in my business mm-hmm. God, I want to make this amount of money in my business and so for some people that can feel very heart-riching because it's like we have been trained in our minds to feel like oh asking god for a lot makes you selfish or yeah. asking god for a lot makes you prideful or asking god for increase and i'm and I pr- perspective now is like he has a storehouse mm-hmm. yeah i've been able to give way more in this pandemic financially to friends to people that may need it because i've been blessed financially in my business but that was a mindset shift so talk yeah. about what that looks like in the mindset shift of even asking for more and desiring more and knowing and knowing believing that you can get more
0: yeah so I think I, I think I dealt with that as well because um, for so long I did have this poverty mindset you know my family they didn't necessarily you know they were not millionaires or anything like that but I pretty much was able to get what I wanted but I also have always had to get what I wanted so if I wanted a car most of the time I've had to buy every car that I've had is because I bought it outside of the first one of a high school or so and so for me um, when you think about increase in mindset number one you have to especially if you're a Christian again we're talking about kingdom entrepreneurs um, you have to know who you're asking right and you have to not limit um the provider on what he can give you and so if you are somebody who deals with a poverty mindset then first you need to figure out where did this first start with and why do I feel like that I don't deserve more or this is all I'm going to be able to make um and why don't I want to have you know why don't I want to ask for more is it because that if you really ask more that you're really not going to steward a well or you're not going to be able to do responsibilities um, I think that when we ask for more like you said we think it's more responsibilities that's not necessarily the case there you can legit um add something more something else to your business that you are just recreating from what you already have content Girl, that wealth, you already I don't have
1: interrupt you, but like yeah here's the thing and this is where i learned wealth can come with ease ease it says in proverbs the blessing of god makes rich and as no sorrow no
0: so sorrow if no I sorrow don't,
1: i don't want to be sorrowful rich says okay. yeah i want to be at peace Yeah, listen. Well, keep going. I know you win as a (laughs) party mindset, but keep going.
0: But yeah, and, I'm, and I am and and I think a lot of times where people do struggle on that area is because they are diving into all of these different categories. And not to say that you have to necessarily quote unquote niche down and only deal with one thing, but make sure that if you are doing something that is something that you have a passion for, that you know that you're called to, because if not, then it's going to feel like work and it's going to be with a struggle. And so if you are actually doing something that you're passionate about, purposeful about, you can do it with no, with no money. So imagine the mindset of doing it with money so i think that you have to number one understand who you're asking understand that he gave you the power to get wealth according to deuteronomy and that even with that he's not going to give you something that you can't handle right and so like he's not going to give you any money where you're going to be able to splurge or if you get it it may not be from god you know because you're splurging it or you know so i think also you have to deal with where did where did i where did i get this poverty mindset from how do I um, dismantle that and start thinking like, oh, um, he gave me power to get wealth. Oh, the the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Oh, I have a father who has, owns a cow upon a thousand hill. Oh, he asked me that if anything that I need that I can ask, I can seek, I can Like you gotta start going into the Bible, going into your resource and being like, okay, what have you said about finances? And then if you don't believe it, then you pray it, you speak it until you get that mindset, until you start, you know, believing it but you have to first know, okay, if I'm asking for it, then I know I'm gonna be able to do something with it. Have a strategy. Okay, listen, God, if you give me $50,000 increase, I'm telling you, this is what I'm gonna do with it. Or if you say, God, if somebody asks me today, how much money do you need to fund your business? Do you have that amount ready? And if not, then what are you doing? So if you need $50,000 and you're waiting for somebody to bless you, it can come through a person. That's what is gonna come through a person. So okay, I need $50,000 and I am just ready to give this proposal to somebody so they can go ahead and write me a check because I know what I want to do with this. So a lot of times we're asking for more just so we can stunt on somebody and God ain't going to give you no extra money, just to stunt. He ain't doing that.
1: Be prepared. Like, I think that can be very practical and simple. Like if you have a business or you are wanting to start something where you're money, open up another checking account. It didn't even yes. have to be a business account. Open up another checking account. And when you get paid, deposit money that funds your business. Yes. When I, was, when I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I was um, going to all these conferences, girl, I was cleaning houses. Wow. And when I took that money, I would put it towards my business. Mm-hmm. I took that money and I would put it towards what I needed to invest in. I took that money, but I also kept, the reason I said open a checking account is just keep it separate from your personal.
0: Yes, when definitely. You,
1: when, you, when you make a little coin And you squander it in your personal and you just spend it because you see, oh, I just made a thousand dollars. That's, that's your, that's your business money. That's your expense money. That's the money that you have to use to pay your expenses and, and to, if you want to pay yourself, but you have to even figure out a system for that. Yes. So, so again, it's about having some structure and organization, but also trusting that God will still bring it. You don't know and that, know you're, that, just,
0: and that you're worthy of it. Yeah, you're worth, girl. That you're wait, worthy of
1: it, baby. I'm waiting on the day when he say I'm I'm ready to give you this this seven thousand a month. I'm listening but he can say you can make five figures in a month. I'm ready for that day because I want to be able to say who Who do I need to invest in, God? What yeah. else do I need to do to grow this? What else do I need to do to help your kingdom grow? What other thing are we creating? That's one of the questions that my business me I ask. I said, what are we creating this week?
0: Yeah, and let me I tell you,
1: him, I want you to be able to be in the forefront to say, "I have the funds to create what you desire."
0: Yeah, and one of the ways for him to be in the forefront for my business as well is because I am a tither. Okay, I, I, Listen, baby, I'm telling you, and I don't, you know, I you have your own principle on it, but I am a tither yes. and that is from my regular check and from stuff that I get with my business. And that's yes. how I, okay, God, I trust you not only with my ideas, but I trust you with my money. You're only asking, mm-hmm. I'm only giving you 10% and more yes. sometimes. Then it's like, I can't give you that. So don't ask God for something that you're not even willing to yes. give into the kingdom or into a charity or something. Yes. Um, tithing is something that is a principle that I will live by. A lot of people say that they um, don't have the money and, and they, you know, uh, don't have the ability to tithe I cannot afford not to tithe girl, okay girl. I can't afford not to tithe so
1: practically what that looks like for you but I'll say for myself so I have a bookkeeping system and so at the end of every month I always go to my income what I made that month and I tithe off that yes so before me too. I pay myself because currently I don't pay myself in my business everything yeah. goes to that but even before I do anything else I tied at the end of the month what I made that month. So if it's July 31st, going into August 31st, what did I make this month?
0: Yep. And that's me as well. That's the same process. Yeah. And I think that when you kind of get into that, Um, And a lot of times, let's just say you're just starting out and let's just say the pandemic has hit you hard and you legit are just trying to start a business. You're just trying to be an entrepreneur. You don't have a job right now. One of the ways that you can tithe outside of money is your time, is serving, you know, um, in the midst of that. So don't make it seem like, oh, I can't tithe because I don't have money. Well, you can tithe your time. You can tithe 10% of your time to God, to whatever you need until you get to that. But I think tithing is something that has helped my business out and I would not stop. i just would not yeah
1: same 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 sis and and to to think the increase like
0: listen i can't put a number on it sis i can't and then like you said i have given more during the middle of a pandemic during this time with my business money than i have ever ever you know and i think that that is because i am a giver and so you know god makes sure he says okay So I'm he said I'm gonna I'm gonna give seed to the sower, right?
1: (laughs) Baby girl, let me read that scripture to you. Please do. I'm gonna read it to you because that's what he gave me. I'm gonna read this out to y'all, and I want you to hear the premise of why God gives seed to the sower. So seed is things that are planted in the earth, whatever planted. But yes. abundantly planted. He gives. So when you sow, Janae, us, us right now, we're sowing. We're yes. sowing out. We're pouring. We're giving. But not only that, he gives seed to people that are pouring out. Yes. He gives seed to people that are producing. He gives seed to the farmer when he sees, oh, you got made a whole harvest. Let me give you some more seeds. So this is the scripture, but it's in the NLT version. Second Corinthians nine, 10 through 15. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So not only that, God gives seed to you so that you can go be generous. Okay, you pause there. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous. And when we, we take your gifts to those who need them, They will thank God. So two things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem are met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all the believers and to all believers will prove that your obedience to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given you. Thank God for this gift, too generous for words. So, a couple of things from that little itty bitty. Mom, I teach us, preach us. I already know you got a word, <laughs> but when we get, when God gives seed to us, it is for us to have a harvest of generosity. Yes. So when this scripture says. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. This is scripture. So when people come back to you and Janae and says, your book blessed me so much. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your yes. That's scripture. Scripture. And not only that, but it says when we take your gifts to people that need them. So when I use my gifts for the people that need them, the two things happen. The believer's needs are met and they joyfully express their thanks to God yeah that is all that what that is is glory giving back to him and then not only that your generosity is the proof that you are obedient to the good news and they will pray deep affection for you that's why you have so much gratitude for people the people in the kingdom who are doing the work because yeah. they're doing it knowing in the obedience
0: that's yeah scripture. That's scripture yeah And oftentimes, when you talk about the seed to the sower, we think automatically money, but what you sow with may not be how you reap you know, uh, or the same season, you know, when when farmers, when they plant, they may sow or uh, plant a seed, but you may not get it in the same way. So you may sow, you know, uh, money, but God may, your seed may be that peace or that confirmation or that clarity or whatever that you Girl. have been looking for. And so um, I'm telling you, God will give seed to the sower. So don't stop sowing, don't stop pouring, don't stop, uh, you know, pouring into others and um, helping other people in different areas. Um, and and, and again, tithing. Like, I don't care if it's $2 that you have, tithe. I'm telling you, there is going to be a harvest in some area that is going to come to you. Yeah. There's going to be some... And yeah. then it keeps you from being selfish. Girl. It keeps you from being selfish. Yeah. Girl, selfish.
1: girl. Yeah. girl. girl. so good. <laughs> So, thank you, Janae. This You're was welcome. great. This was great. Is there anything else you want to add?
0: I just think for me, uh, for entrepreneurs... Do it scared if you have to. Do it afraid if you have to. Um, I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we have this perfectionism. And until you deal with the perfectionism, if you have a course that you wanna put out, I gotta make sure everything is perfect. It's all going to start in your launching and then once you launch, then you can figure out what do I do next. You know, of course, don't just put out something that you only You know, haven't put any time into but Make sure that you don't wait for all circumstances or getting the right people and understand that just because you don't have a lot of followers. Just because you don't have a lot of likes that does not mean that you cannot still do it. I know people who have thousands of followers and cannot even get one sale.
1: Baby, Okay.
0: So followers do not equate How
1: about this. <laughs> okay, that's a whole other thing. To yeah,
0: and so I think do it scared. Trust God and trust that if He's giving you the idea, if He's giving you the business, if He's giving you the dream, that you don't bury it out of inadequacies, out of rejection, just do it. And I'm telling you from the moment that you do it, there will be so much peace, so much freedom um, and so much um, peace where it sets you up to continue to do. So um, I would just say, do it. And, I, and I'm and i excited to see what people are going to get out of this series because it's definitely, definitely needed.
1: Amen, amen. Well, I love you, sis. Thank I love you. you. You're welcome. And I will see y'all next week. Have a good one.